Hey y'all, I'm Ashley, I'm Lala, and you're tuning into OK Okay Girl, an all-inclusive podcast about everyday life and everything that goes with it. Tune in every week to see what we gotta say about all the shit school did not teach you. Hey y'all. Hello, hello, we're back. Welcome back to another full episode, and today we have a very special guest, Yes, we do. And we have Eze. Eguanigwe. Okay, girl. <laughs> okay, so Eze is a professional photographer, videographer, and creative director who creates images and visuals driven through passion and the willingness to be unique. Sorry, I said that weird. Fueled by his God-given purpose, he has aligned himself on a journey to continue building upon his craft and all elements of his life. Eze is based in Los Angeles, California, and envisions himself using his passion to showcase the beauty of every person he meets, spreading <laughs> positive energy through his art. You can reach Eze through his website at www.visualsbyeze.com or follow him and follow him on Instagram. Oh my gosh, why can I not <laughs> talk today? I'm so sorry, Eze. Anyways, thanks for coming on. Um, yes. So thanks to you both for, for having me. Um, I, re- I really appreciate this moment of being here. I want to start off by saying rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, um, just because he's one of the young uh, black entrepreneurs who paved the way for people like me to you know, have a platform and to work hard and grind and be self-motivated. So starting out with that and I'm um, just happy to be on. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's like, how do we follow that up? I know. Like, like, okay, wow, you just good. taking you over our whole it. show. Like. No, I'm not. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm ready though. Yes, again, thanks for coming on. We're so excited to have you because entrepreneurship is definitely something that is not easy. It's not. Especially for young people today. So we're so excited to have you come on and just spread your light and wisdom with everybody. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm ready yes. to spread all the wisdom. So today, as I will be talking about persevering and dealing with the daily obstacles in life. So to start this off, um, when you say obstacles in life, are you referring specifically to your career or just life in general? Um, I would say both. So my career and and my life because they're kind of tied into one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be always daily obstacles. There's always going to be daily struggles, especially in the business world. Um, I come across daily ob- obstacles every single day um, with different clientele, with you know reaching out to people, with different brands and all of that. Um, but the biggest thing as far as being able to maintain through all that is just, you know, keeping a positive mindset, uh, keeping a driven mindset and really just knowing my purpose and the purpose that God has for me and just pushing through every single day. Um, high energy, um, high passion and just grind every single day. Um, that was great. For your journey, like what obstacles did you face at early stages of becoming a young entrepreneur? And I know that Lala did um, mention in the beginning, but will you explain a little bit more about what you do or what your passion or your purpose is? Okay. So I'll start off with what I do. So I am a professional photographer and videographer uh, based in Orange County, California. Um, I do a lot of work here in Orange County as well as in LA, IE area and all over the world. Um, As far as like... You said the obstacles that I started off with, yeah. that I encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, one major obstacle that I can that I can recollect was during my, I'll say, during the end of my soft sophomore year of college. Um, I was going through a very good creative journey, good, good creative space. Um, I was really taking off as far as photography, and videography, working with a lot of different clients and uh, different individuals from different schools. Uh, doing video, doing photo, and just really building on my craft. And in the midst of all that, um, I was doing a project um, for these two people. And um, we were doing it, like, by some train tracks. And during that time, I put, like, my stuff with their stuff, and then we were filming and stuff. And then I came back, and um, my laptop was was gone. So somebody had stolen my laptop. And at that time, I had nothing backed up. And so everything on my laptop, all my work was gone. All the presets that I made through Lightroom and Premiere were gone. Everything that I had was gone. I had contracts with certain companies where their work was gone. So that literally broke, like, destroyed that bridge. And, like, I had to just start anew. Like, it was probably one of the worst nights of my life. Like, I was just like, 
I went to sleep. My stomach was hurting the whole entire time. Um, but then I woke up the next day and I was just like, just gonna have to start, start over, just start fresh, and just, just grinding way through it. And um, that's when I started editing on campus, um, like in the underground. And no, once I was able to, you know, start over and build with that, um, I was eventually, by God's grace, able to make enough money to get another laptop and then just kind of build from there. So that was one of like the one of the major beginning obstacles that I encountered. Um, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, it was crazy. Because um, it was like I was at, I was at such a peak at that time, but then um, I was able to learn from it too. Wow, I feel like that's something that happens pretty often to photographers: is that either the camera or the laptop gets stolen. Yeah, and I just that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, and you said that you woke up the next day and like, okay, so just gotta do it again. But how did that come about? How were you not so stressed, depressed the next day? Um, I wouldn't. I was just. I, I dealt with it that night. I mean, once, like, the realization was, like, once I had the realization that I'm not going to get my laptop back, like, then at that point it was, like, I had to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't much time for, like, regretting or, like, being sad about it or anything because, like, that was that, wouldn't do, that would do no good for me um, to what I was doing. So, and plus I had school, too, so I had to go back to school anyway. Um, like, I had class that day, and, um, you know, I wasn't going to stay at home. So, yeah, it's just... Always pushing through. I never actually, I, I think I told a few people about it, um, but, you know, I just had to keep it pushing because, like, the world doesn't stop, work doesn't stop, and honestly, a lot of the business, they don't they don't care if anything happened to you mm-hmm. or with your stuff, so it's just like, you just gotta, you know, business is, is a very cutthroat, and um, it's almost, I don't want to say it's emotionless, but it's it's very much, like, it lacks a lot of emotion. It's more so just getting, getting the job done, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of looked at it. How do you stay so positive in this cutthroat industry? Um, just by the grace of God, that's that's the only that's the only thing. Um, I just push through. Um, I feel like the positive energy um, transpires and transpires into those you meet and those you interact with. And um, I think I've 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 just always been like that. I've never been a negative person, um, and um, it's helped me as far as like building. Uh, friendships and stuff like that like I came into Cal State Fullerton I didn't know a single person at the campus except like two people from my school but they were commuters so I never saw them and um it was just crazy how things transpired it's just like through my I guess my personality and just meeting people and uh, I was able to you know build and you know I just kept that that same positive energy and I just kept trying to grow it and um um, I, I would say in high school I was definitely highly inspired um by Eric Thomas to Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker, to just um, always, you know, stay driven and stay focused. And that's helped a lot. I was going to mention that the first time that I heard of Eric Thomas was from you. And you told me that you would wake up at like 3 or 4 a.m. and listen to him. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, what the that, actual? That but mentality. But now I get it. Yeah. So but that yeah, but now me and Ashley started. listen to E.T. every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his that's videos crazy. and stuff on YouTube. Yeah. So. Yeah. My, that mentality of like being hardworking, all that stuff started like high school when I was listening to him like I was over here freaking doing bleachers at 5 a.m. for like a basketball team or like for volleyball like just I don't know I was just driven you know I just felt like I needed to be successful Mm -hmm. you know yeah and that positivity and that mindset that you have has definitely like paid off and it's crazy that you came to Cal State Fullerton or you went to Cal State Fullerton not knowing anyone and now everyone knows you yeah that's that's really crazy Uh, thank God it's, it's been an amazing journey um, just the community and everything that has highly tied into the photography and videography. I think we're going to get into that later, but yeah. <laughs> um, and then as far as the business aspect, at what point did you know that being a photographer or a videographer would be like your career path? Um, I came into Cal State Fulton doing civil engineering, um, but I never liked math. And um, clearly those two things don't work together. Um, mm-hmm. So after two years, um, I was having trouble with the calculus class. I think I didn't pass the course like twice, and then I tried to take it a third time in the summer. And I dedicated that whole summer towards passing that class. Like I cut off every single thing, and I just focused on that. And I still did bad. And I was probably at like my lowest point and my breaking point. And I was just like, okay, something has to change. I have to do something that's aligned with something that I like to do. Um, and at that time, you know, I was just like, I wanna, I'm gonna switch to business, marketing, and then utilize that as well as my passion for photography and videography. And start taking this serious, you know, I'm, I'm good at this, 
and I'm, I want to grow with this and, and, you know, expand on it. That's when I, you know, built my website, visualsbyazza.com. Um, that's when I got the business card. That's when I just started taking it seriously and um, really started to um, put the pedal to the metal. I know. I was like, <laughs> are you going to finish it or me? <laughs> I don't know how to finish this. Okay, <laughs> okay so... Um, yeah, so that's amazing. So you figured out that that was something you were good at and then you switched over to business. But how did you find that passion of photography and videography in the first place? Because that is so different from engineering, you know, so like you would definitely be more creative, I um, guess. But. It ties all into my family. My dad was a photographer. My dad did photography. Uh, he did it as a hobby, though. Um, but everybody in my family, uh, when I was young, they always had like digital cameras like my sister uh, one of my, my second oldest sister, she had like a digital camera, and my my oldest sister, she had a digital camera. They all had digital cameras, and they would like always take pictures and stuff like that. And I'll always see that. And then when I got to high school, uh, my friend had this idea. Um, I went to Mayfair High School, and he had he had this idea. My friend Jordan um, for like Mayfair TV. So pretty much he would like record different events, and then I would help like edit and record too. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of like started like utilizing my like my first DSLR. Um, and prior to that, I had my own small camera because at that stage in time, I was trying to become a rapper. And so I bought a small <laughs> Canon and I would record myself and I would have music videos with my friend Trey. Um, we had uh, we put out like two albums that are online if you want to check those out. Okay, and, um, okay so you want to um, throw the names in there? Or? I'm, I'm not going to throw the names in there, but just know that we have fans in Germany. So it is Jordan, a pretty big okay. deal. Yeah, we have some fans in not Germany. in America, but in Germany. Yeah. Um, Trey listens. He'll know, he'll know about that. Um, and so... Yeah, that's where it kind of all started. Um, I was just, I would take pictures of people at the school and I'll just send it to them. And like, I mean, my editing was trash at that time. I didn't even have any editing software. I didn't really care about that. And then once I got to college, um, my sister knew that I kind of had a passion for it. She bought me my first DSLR body. And then my mom gave me enough for a lens. So thank you to both of them because they really like started to propel that pathway. And then my freshman year, I just kind of started going after it. I would shoot and edit every single day. Every single day, I would shoot and edit. Um, tried different things. Um, there wasn't a day that I wasn't without my camera, and um, it just took that hard work and then all the way through. So, yeah, that was like the start of it. And I know that you mentioned that your editing was trash in the beginning. Yeah. Um, how did you, like, did you teach yourself? Were you all self taught, or did you take classes, or how did Every- you? Yeah, it was definitely, get better at it. Um, everything was self-taught and just uh, I was definitely inspired by uh, a few different photographers like I would see people's work on like Tumblr and whatnot and I'll be like oh like that's really cool like I like how they like they do like those colors and stuff like that and like just try to like emulate that um, but in the midst of that just trying to like follow my own style um, I think there's like a quote that says like and it's crazy uh, there's this quote that says uh, I guess great artists steal Mm-hmm. It's like by Picasso or something like that. I don't know. Have you heard that quote? Mm-mm. Okay. There's like some quote like that. Um, but essentially, just like being inspired by other people's work and then kind of like finding my own niche within that. Um, but I feel like the, the editing style, uh, it's never like set in stone. It always kind of changes. But uh, you kind of find your niche as you go um, and as you keep on working because it's definitely changed from like my freshman year till now as far as like working with people. But um Apparently, I have a signature style because people have told me, like, oh, you have a signature style. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I would say so too. It's very, like, vibrant. Like, yeah, all vibrant. of your photos yeah. are super vibrant. I appreciate that. Yeah, very vibrant. I love all the colors and I love that everything is so clean. Like, not over editing, but if I was to see the world, like, your pictures would be the world mm-hmm. enhanced. I appreciate that. That's, so that's amazing. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. I had another question, um, but it slip my mind Do you but, one? well we have a lot of questions from our listeners so we're just gonna dive right yep. in because we Wait. got about 24 i got it just okay. really quick um <laughs> do you have would you have any advice i know that what you do is photography videography um, i have two questions before we get to those one do you prefer to do like weddings or do you prefer videos over photography and then also do you have any advice for young entrepreneurs in general like if you if you could give them like five easy tips, what would it be? Okay, I'll start with the first one. Um, definitely wedding photography and videography, uh, top ones, especially wedding photography. Um, those like my main things. And then you said five tips for what? Young entrepreneurs that are like starting their own businesses. Five tips. Um, the first tip would be, um, work hard. The second tip would be to stay driven. The third tip would be to, um, 
to not get distracted by um, social media. Um, the fourth tip would be find a space and time to to relax. And the fifth tip would be um, have fun with it. I like those. Those are just five tips for life. I right. mean, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to apply all those tips to my everyday life. <laughs> but thank you for those tips. Um, I had a lot of questions too, but I know we have a lot of questions for my listeners. But I guess just being like, you know, um, I don't know, like a male photographer and then being a black male photographer, like do you feel there have been some obstacles because of that or do you feel like that's not an issue because you're more behind the camera or do you feel like there's a lot of competition and um i haven't ran into any personal obstacles um when it comes to that um i think when it comes to photography and videography it's more so about your work not really about the person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think as far as stepping into certain realms and like what a photography and videography i think it plays a role um, I tend to see, I mean, I think this is with a lot of photographers, but um, usually black couples will hire, like, black photographers and white couples will hire white photographers. Um, and there's also, like, a difference in, like, payment to across the diaspora with different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be the only thing. Um, but aside from that, no, I don't see any obstacles. And as far as competition, um there's just, you know, I think there's room for everybody to do what they do. I don't really look at anybody's competition. I just try to be the best that I can be. Amazing. Yes. So should we get into our questions from our listeners? Yes, because we have so many. And Eze is ready. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the first one, these are all anonymous, by the way. The first one is, how do you keep up your strive and dedication on days you are unmotivated or lack energy? Any advice for those who have lost their passion? Ooh, so days that I'm unmotivated and lack energy. Um, if I really lack energy, I'll just get some coffee. Um, coffee, music too. Music helps. I actually dance a lot. People don't think I do. People think I don't dance or I just don't dance at all, but I dance a lot. I have a big mirror in my room. So I just, <laughs> okay, I'll, then. I'll dance to that. You know, I'll put some, some good music on, you know. What's your favorite song right now? Right now, Old Town Road. Oh, uh, I got the, the horses in the yeah. back. <laughs> uh, the song is lit, so. Um, yeah, just that. And um, looking back at, like, past work, too, that kind of helps um, when I'm, I'm like... I'm sorry, what was that? Looking back at my own past work. Oh, you're, oh okay. Yeah. Past so, work. Yeah, like, my own past work okay. of things I've done, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, going on like, my Tumblr or, like, my Instagram or, like, looking at, like, oh, you know, you've done some good stuff, so, like, just, you know, keep going and, you know, or just taking a break, you know, watch some Netflix, um, work out. Working out helps a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, our cooking, too. Yeah, cooking and cleaning. All of those things. That's what I do. Nice. So what's your go-to coffee drink? Go-to coffee drink is some organic coffee with two of the hazelnut creams, um, some of that um, raw organic sugar, and mix it up. Okay. <laughs> Everything yeah. organic. Okay. Oh, uh, with a little Love bit it. of espresso in it, too. That's like the main the main thing. I stopped drinking Five Hour Energies. I used to drink those a lot. Really? Oh, no, but I think you yeah. crash, right? No, there's no crash. There's only up. <laughs> so the up, up, up. Yeah. <laughs> so why'd you stop taking it then? Um, I was just told it was like unhealthy and like bad for you. And ah, I was I like, see. if I'm going to drink something, at least I'm going to try to drink something that's like organic. But even with coffee, like I try not to drink it too often. Um, only if I'm like really, really tired. Yeah. Um, but it depends on the situation. Okay. So um, looking back, do you feel like you could have skipped school and gone straight into photography? No, definitely not. The thing about Cal State Fullerton was that Cal State Fullerton shaped my photography and videography so much. The African-American community at Cal State Fullerton helped shape my photography and videography so much through the people there, through the community there, through everybody that I was able to meet. Um, It was just truly a blessing um, being able to take pictures at the events and build that network. You know, I can't thank them enough. Um, Shout out to the Black Student Union. Shout out to everybody that is at Cal State Fullerton. Um, because that definitely helped propel me in my journey as far as a photographer, as far as a videographer, as far as a young entrepreneur, and as far as a businessman. Um, there would have been so many things I couldn't have done without going to school. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have went that route. I feel like that that would be stupid if I just went straight to it. Yeah, I think it's good, too, for people to hear your standpoint on things, too, um, because 
now when they look at you, it can seem like, oh, it was so easy for him to get there. But I know that not a lot of people know. Like, I didn't know about, like, your past with, like, um, shooting and learning how to edit and all your laptop being stolen and all of that. So this is a really good um, platform for those photographers who are look up to you because I know a lot of people do um, just for them to hear, like, where you started. Definitely. Yeah, and then... I think you made a great point about school because even for me, I'm an esthetician now. So people are like, oh, you know, do you think going to school was worth it? Versus like, or do you think you should have just got straight into beauty? But I'm like, no, because Cal State Fullerton, again, meeting everybody that you did, building that network, it kind of helps mold you into the person that you are. Mm -hmm. And that's how you figure out your passions and your purpose. You know, like, of course, at school, I was I loved what I was doing. You know, all that was great. But it wasn't until later, I'm like, you know what? I think I like something else. And I, um, it's been proven to me that I am good at it because of the people that I met in school. And because, of course, you learn those skills in school that you won't learn elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Of course, it is a very expensive piece of paper. But, you know, it's something that you can say that, like, okay, you do have your degree. And if anything happens, you know, you always need a plan B. And that can be your plan B. But school definitely helps um, mold you into the person that you are and teaches you things that, um, you know, you, yeah, that you won't learn (laughs) in your field, you know, like more technical things, I feel like, more business things. Right. Yeah, and... um, I definitely learned the business side a lot, uh, doing business at Cal State Fulton, or being a business major. um, um, I was able to tie in a lot of the stuff that I do on a daily basis. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. Because... A lot of people are not professional in this industry. And then also building, like, relationships with people, right? Right. Because you being involved with the uh, African-American community on campus, that helped you build relationships with all different types of people. Yes. And that is very important in our careers now as entrepreneurs because that is, like, the the main thing about our um, businesses is that we have to be people, people, people persons. Because, yeah. People like, oriented and people, people focused. Yes, because if you're not, nobody's going to book you because you know what? It's like your work can be good, but if people like you as a person, they're going to continue to book you because right. they like who you are as a person. Right. And they'll tell other people about you. Exactly. The number one thing you learn in business is that it's, it's, it's easier to have a, a customer that continuously comes versus trying to reach out to a new customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of my work is always usually through um, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Um, and I'm thankful for that because that's definitely helped with the, the platform and the building and just the, the grind. Definitely. Yes. Next question is, um, where do you expect to be in five years within the industry? Can you share some goals you have? Five years. Um, so one of my goals is to open up a studio in Orange County, Anaheim. Um, currently working towards that. Um, also really expanding on my wedding photography and videography, um, creating a legitimate team of individuals to help craft that. Um, I have a business plan set for that as well. Um, five years, you know, I, I really just see myself on a, on a, on, on a very, you know, high platform as far as the work and, um, just the, the people in the network and just, you know, I'm, I'm assured that by God's grace that, you know, the, the grind and all the hard work and all the hours spent is going to pay off. So there's not like a specific thing because, you know, I don't decide my journey. God decides my journey. But it's like, you know, I just know that it will be something that will be fruitful and that's something that I can be able to use and to be able to give back to my community as well when I'm at that stage. Um, so, yeah, that's where I see myself. Five years. Beautiful. Um, I know you said you you want to open up like your studio in Orange County. So what is your dream studio? Like, what is it going to offer your community and how is it going to help? Dream studio, mm-hmm. really big uh, space for both videography and uh, for photo shoots, um, a place where I can bring in young aspiring photographers and videographers and, and teach them and have classes and, you know, just have a space for them um, to be able to build upon their craft. And just a space for for open to the community, especially within the African-American community, um, young African-American photographers and videographers who, you know, who are trying to get their foot in the door um, because I know how it is. It's not necessarily easy to, you know, start working in the industry and just reaching out to all these people. And so just having a, a place where you can network and build with them um, and just be able to, like, you utilize that to be able to give back so yeah yeah i i love that because i know i do have like other photographer friends and i know there's a few places like that but there's not so many 
Mm-hmm. You know, and then the studios that they are available, they're pretty pricey for people. And if, if you're starting out photography, you know, you can't afford to take these expensive classes or to rent a studio space. So um, right, studio space is always like super expensive. Yeah, but it, it, it makes sense. Um, but you know, that I'm trying a different route. I'm trying to Jaden Smith my way into this thing. <laughs> Um, speaking of studio space, well, that's what you want to do within the next five years. But are you offering any like mentorships or anything like that for up and coming? Definitely offering mentorships for anybody who is interested. Um, I've had a few people reach out to me about mentorships um, as far as learning anything when it comes to like photography and videography, um, shooting, handling different events, handling different models. Um, anybody can you know just reach out to me and uh, we can set something up. Nice. And that's at? Where can they reach you at? Oh, they can reach me either through Instagram. Um, my Instagram is as a photography. It's E Z E photography, or um, through my email, just visuals by Ezra, um at gmail dot com. Perfect. Oh, so I wanted to ask. So, what do you look for in a mentee? Of course, you're offering mentorship, but if people are reaching out to you, what are some things that you're looking for from them? They got to be able to work hard. They got to be able to work hard, and they have to be able to. Um, they have to be kind of. Um, thick skinned um, anybody who's worked with me or you know or worked out with me <laughs> as far as exercise knows that I'm a you're um, tough I'm, I'm kind of tough um, and I'm very I'm, I'm very blunt if I, if I don't like something and some people can't handle that so mm-hmm. if you're if you're driven and you can handle that then by all means if you're if you're not you're not a hard worker you're not driven you can't do that then I, I would say try a different route, but yeah. That's important because that's how really how it is in the industry already. Super cutthroat. So in yeah, in any industry that you are in, like you have to be able to have thick skin and mm-hmm. take that criticism. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then yeah, you need to choose a different route because definitely there are definitely going to be other people out here that's more hungry than you. Yeah, and you know you gotta be able to put in that work. You gotta want to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> um, what would you say sets you apart from other photographer and videographers? I feel like I work a lot harder than a lot of photographers and videographers. Uh, but like I put my all into this. I'm up at four o'clock in the morning editing. Um, you do. I wake you? up at four and uh, and, I st- and I start the day and I, I grind it out and I try to be as productive as possible every single day. Um, on any platform if I'm if I'm exporting something on one computer I'm editing on the other computer I'm trying to just always be on top of things and work harder I'll feel like that sets me apart that and um, I guess my personality set me apart um, anybody who knows me knows that um, I guess I'm interesting I don't know <laughs> but yeah I think that's what sets me apart no I was gonna say in um, the ways um, I was gonna say you almost um, up there with Eric Thomas he wake up at 3 you wake up at 4 and Ash and I, I don't know how Thomas does that. Three <laughs> yeah, hours to, tough. I was gonna say when you shoot with Eze, you do get your photos back real fast. Yeah, that was that was. I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, I think I think as far as turnaround time, I think I'm I'm up there. Um, as far as I'm, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good when it comes to turnaround time with a lot of work. Um, especially because a lot of people don't know that I'm always working on multiple things. That they may think I'm only working on one thing. But I'm usually working on like six or eight things, but I still manage to usually get things done within the day. I remember I shot a wedding one time. I did a wedding within 24 hours to like a whole wedding, uh, their photography, and got the photos to them within 24 hours. Um, and they loved it, so. Wow. Yeah. I think th- that's amazing, though. I mean, I know I'd rather book a photographer that's going to get me my work in a day versus somebody's going to take three to four days. Right. You know, because sometimes you're eager right after you take a photo shoot. You want to yeah. see them ASAP. Yeah. So. And that's what I want to instill, like, when when I create my company. It's like, you know, good work, but quick work, too. Mm-hmm. You know, efficiency. Yeah. Efficiency, high quality, um, and that's a higher standard in general. Yes. Um, how has social media affected your career from the initial time you started up until now? Um, social media has been a, a, I would say it's been a blessing to the career. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, um, especially through Instagram. When it comes to different types of work, I feel like it's a great platform to post your work and showcase your work. And um, the more you put out, the more you, you get out, honestly. Um, I don't post as much as I used to. Um, and I don't, I think that kind of ties with being more selective about what I post, but also being just really busy to like just not post because I'm like, I'm just always. 
I'm always working, so I feel like not everything needs to be posted. Um, and nowadays, I just post on intuition. I don't post on just like, oh, I need to post. If I don't post now, like something, something's gonna happen. Like I'm not really on that 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 time or like that mindset. Um, I'm just like I post when I truly feel like I want to post this, then mm-hmm. I post it. Because beforehand, I'll post stuff and then I'm, like, I'm tripping about it. So, yeah. Okay, so um, with the social media, I know you said you post based on intuition, but how can or what kind of work should people be putting out there when they're trying to get clientele based off of social media? So if they're trying to reach out to a certain demographic or a certain group of people, then I would say um, to you know have that posted on their Instagram, have that be like their portfolio and reflective of what they do. Okay, and also you are very versatile. Is there a specific type of industry that is more enjoyable, and what makes it more enjoyable? I know you already said weddings earlier, but. Uh, um yeah weddings um what else music videos music videos are cool not necessarily enjoyable but they're cool um (laughs) it depends on the type of music video Mm -hmm. um it depends on the type of music video and the artist and like the concept but those can be cool um just working with people in general um like just doing photo shoots um things with people i know or friends or just like for like companies um those are always fun too um and grad shoots Crash shoots are usually fun. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever considered doing, like, short films? Short film, yes. I have considered doing a short film. I'm going to do a short film one day with Kimani Schumann. Shout out to Kimani Schumann. That's going to be great. Um, Next question is, when... Oh, no. Yeah, when did... Well, we already asked that. Okay, wait. If you could work with anyone, who would it be and why? If I could work with anyone, um, that's a good question. Um... I would work with Drake, um, not only because he's also Scorpio, but um, <laughs> you love your Scorpios. Yeah, Scorpios, man, <laughs> for real. They're very driven. Um, just I, I like that he he's also like somebody who, as you as you've seen, has definitely grown within the spectrum and their work, and um, starting like had a good platform in rapping and like people like shutting him out like oh this Canadian guy trying to rap and all this stuff and um, just keep just keep pushing it and he just kept going and like now he's like the number one rapper in the game everything he puts out is a hit and so um that definitely inspires me as far as like to get to that point where everything i put out is a hit and um you know i would love to work with him because you know he's a hit maker so if we connect it's gonna be a hit (laughs) (laughs) um what was the most difficult gig you had to do and how do you deal with different clients oh man i'm gonna leave some names out of this one um (laughs) But I had a, I had a gig. I had a photo shoot with this pretty well known person on Instagram, and um, I just came back from San Diego that morning. It was a long drive, and when I met up with them at the studio, it was them and, like this other stylist, and um, it started off cool, but like her energy was just so pompous, and it really kind of like made the shoot just like not what it needed to be mm-hmm. and um it, it just wasn't it just wasn't an enjoyable experience and then I, f- I was also like kind of frustrated too because she didn't pay for the shoot I put my own money into booking the studio and like extra studio time too I put like, just because of this person's nota- nor- notability and all that stuff and you know reaching out to this designer who also put in hella work to do that stuff and she didn't get paid either and um yeah i would say that was um the least enjoyable experience mm. and how do you deal with things like that like how do you what do you do differently next time or um i think it's um just getting to know the client beforehand and just having a a better approach and just being more prepared um cuz I, I i think i wasn't necessarily fully prepared for that for that situation to happen and now that i've experienced that situation i can know that okay if this goes this way then maybe you should you know ask questions um i feel like the biggest thing when it comes to photography and videography is always getting to know your client beforehand mm-hmm. um getting to know them as a person just asking questions um i feel like that's that breaks down any barrier of awkwardness or hostility that you might have between them or they might have between you yes so um so this person was like a, a well-known 
person. Yeah. Um, did you reach out to them or did they, they reach out, out to, to me? You? I was surprised. Okay, so did they reach out to you in the sense like, hey, um, how do you feel about doing like a free shoot and then I will publicize your work on my social? No, Is that it how was it just like, it was just like, hey, I love your work. We should shoot. And um, I got, the, I saw the, I saw the DM like right before I had a flight to like to Nigeria. So I was like, oh, snap, this is crazy. Like, I'm not going to be back for like a month. So I DM the person back. I was like, hey, you know, we can set this up. I'm, I was just so, the thing is, like, I would just, in retrospect, I was just too juiced off the moment. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this is such a big deal, even though it really wasn't that, that big of a deal. Um, and I was just like, I didn't, I didn't really care. I, I wasn't really mm-hmm. thinking. I wasn't really thinking my best at the time. And um, I was just like, yeah, whatever. And then we came back, and then, like, it was just a few, a little bit of back and forth, but um, I think it was because she didn't have an idea of what she wanted to do. She wanted me to just come up with everything, I and see. she didn't really like bring anything to the table, um, which wasn't helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. So how did the whole like um transaction work? Like you said, you paid for everything. The designer paid for everything, but she didn't. So how did that? come about like did you end did up you, giving her the photos or? yeah or did, did you discuss we, that we ahead up, of time or I mean, is it just we didn't really you assume dis- that the thing is, we didn't really discuss it which is an, an, another mistake in retrospect so mm-hmm. always do that always discuss that with your clients and um you know send her the photos sent the and she she just never posted the photos there's a, the designer uh i think posted the photos on her website and um i think i had posted some of the photos but um either way it was just like it was whatever to me at that point. Um, I already knew at that point it was a loss, and um, I was already moving forward from it at that point. I I didn't really care anymore. It was just like you know, it's the things that you, that happen, and you know, you just learn from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, like I do lashes, and I've only had like a couple of people reach out to me that are like you know, IG famous mm-hmm. makeup people, and they're like, hey. You know, I have this many followers. I was wondering, like, if you can do my lashes for free. And then, like, I'll post your work on my page. And then for me, too, I was, like, juiced off at the moment. But I didn't see it until, like, days later. Uh And then I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, that sounds good. And then she's like, hey, never mind. Like, I already booked with somebody else. And then... um, and then I checked out her page later, but she barely tagged that lash person, you know? And then for me, I kind of thought, okay, that was good because you know what? I would have gave her a free service and then she wouldn't have like even publicized my you. work or even, yeah, advertised me, you know? So um, people who are like upcoming um, as entrepreneurs, how does that work out when there's people that's reaching out to them, you know, and maybe you want to figure out a trade? What are some tips because you saw like, from your last experience that wasn't as well as you thought it was going to be, what are some tips to avoid that from happening? I feel like, you know, things should be established. If they're, like, this big person and, like, they're reaching out to you and they're saying they want to uh, – I think the the biggest word I hear is collaborate. Collab, yes. I <laughs> was like, that's the, the word, like, collab. Oh, we want to <laughs> collaborate on this shooter, collaborate on this thing. And then you ask them, like, oh, what's your budget? And they're like, oh, you know. No budget. We don't have a budget. <laughs> you know, we just have a lot of followers. And it's just like, okay. That, that doesn't make sense to me, though, because if you have a certain amount of followers, I know it's kind of off topic, but if you have a certain amount of followers, I feel like you should be making a certain amount of money. Right. Um, yeah. Because if you're not utilizing that platform, you have 150,000 people looking at your 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 page every single day. It doesn't make sense for you to not utilize that to make money. Um, outside of that, though, just establish those boundaries with your clients um, that they'll post or tag your stuff. Um, Cause that's a big pet peeve. I think I can speak for any photographer, videographer. Who I say like, if you do work for somebody, especially if you do it for free, and then they don't tag you, like that's really annoying. And uh, I'm not the type to like go to somebody and be like, hey, go tag me. Um, but I do internally note it. Mm-hmm. And um, moving forward, we'll see how things transpire. Yeah, I feel like that's a big thing on social media with upcoming. People is like everybody's looking to collab, but you just don't know if it's a good or bad thing that you should engage in. But uh, definitely keeping those tips in mind of um, figuring out statistics and logistics beforehand. Definitely. Definitely. Um, how do you spread and promote your brand? Do you fear what others may say about your work? Others, as in other photographers, I guess. Not necessarily. I don't fear what anybody's gonna say about the work. Um, I spread and promote my brand through different social media platforms, through my website, um, through Twitter, and through Instagram, through Facebook, 
and yeah that's my main like source as far as putting out my work um i'm gonna start going into like doing some publication stuff that's like on the side for like photography um but aside from that that's like the main thing just utilizing social media and then um my website and how do you manage to stand out in such an oversaturated industry you have to just you know focus on your style focus on your craft and focus on being you you can't you know, you can look at other photographers and other videographers for inspiration, um, but at the same time, you want to still maintain the sense of yourself, and um, you don't want to get too caught up in that. Um, I remember there was a period of time where I was very much caught up in what everybody else was doing, and when you're caught up in what everybody else is doing, you really can't focus on yourself. You need to take time to just disconnect and just focus on yourself, focus on, you know, creating. Have have just... Uh, I, I do that through just creating certain content on my own just for fun mm-hmm. um since i st- since i started my day in day one um i would always do like videos on the side for fun and uh, my freshman year i did a bunch of videos like over 100 videos just for fun never put them out never put them on, like never put them on youtube just for fun um until this day i still do random videos of people and i send it to them and i just just because and I, but at the same time it helped me practice it's like a weird practice but it's like it helps me practice it helps me just let loose and um you know, and, you know, I like making people smile and make them happy and just making random videos. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any tips for male photographers so that they know how to come off um, professional and respectful when it comes to working with female models? Um, I would say just first, just, um, you know, getting to know them, not not being not being weird. Let me find a better way to say that. I guess not being weird. Um, asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's certain questions that you know that if you ask it, it may trigger something or it may come off a certain way. Um, but really just keeping it keeping it professional. Um, just having a, you know, being very conscious of what, you, what you're saying, um, what you're doing, and, you know, Understanding their level of comfortability with you at that time and, you know, what can fly, what can't fly. Um, I would say that's the biggest thing. If you've known somebody for a while or you've known them for years, there may be certain things you can say and it's cool. But, like, if you just met somebody, like, there's certain things you shouldn't say or certain things you shouldn't do. So um, I would just say, like, understanding the person. Just really, just get to know the person. Um, just get to know the person and, you know, just... You know, it's it's a business transaction, so you know, treat it with the utmost, the utmost care, and um, keep it professional at all times. Uh, maybe what are some examples that of things that you shouldn't say, or maybe things that you think you want to say, but maybe it's not the best. It might come off the wrong way. Yeah, it might come off as creepy. Like hmm. instead of maybe saying like, "Oh, you're beautiful. I want to work with you." Does that sound weird? Like, I don't. I don't think. I don't think you necessarily like should comment directly on somebody's appear appearance. Um, I think there's a between commenting commenting on somebody's appear appearance and encouragement. Like if you're taking photos of a girl and then you're like, "Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, that's so hot. Like, oh, that's weird." <laughs> but if you're just like, "Oh, that's." that's a good shot, you know, you know, good job, like stuff like that. Like, that's just like, like words of encouragement. Like, don't, don't try to direct, don't directly comment on somebody's like appearance or stuff like that. Cause that, that can definitely come off as weird. And like, you know, trying to go down a different road. I um, see. Yeah. You just want to be professional. I don't know how, how else to say it. Just be professional. That makes sense. What would your approach to lighting be? Oh, and do you have presets? I say, I know you said that earlier. Um, my approach to lighting that was an interesting question (laughs) Um, I'll say in in regards to photography I prefer to shoot on days where it is a little cloudy Um, if it's very sunny I I prefer to shoot shoot in the shade um, because the sun can cause like some harsh light harsh lighting Um, and I like open spaces I like depth of field and um, sometimes the sun is a blessing and sometimes it could be a curse so just you know <laughs> knowing when to balance it out and then what was your question do i have presets mm-hmm. yes. i hear that like photographers have that when you're looking to edit and stuff right i have a lot of different uh presets i have presets for like graduation 
Mm-hmm. I have um, I have um, presets for different events that I've done, like Wild Up Blackcomb and um, Spring on the Music. Um, just a, a bunch of different stuff that I've that I've used, or like you know, if, if I take pictures at a certain time, and I'm like, oh, I really like how these look, and I'll save it as a preset, and I may use it again in a similar situation. Um, but yeah, I have presets. I have a do lot you, of presets. Do you have presets for sale for people? Yes. I'm going to be dropping some presets in June. Yes. Because on my website. I've seen like influencers talk about that, how look, uh, your photographers see if they have presets for sale that you can use on your images. Yeah. I'm going to have some presets for sale yeah, I would in June. Check out my website. Those. <laughs> the store tab. going to have a few presets up. And um, yeah, it should be exciting. And what are your favorite apps to use to edit your photos? Um, when I you're use, just like taking photos on your you're phone. Talking about apps on like my phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't take pictures on my phone. Really? Ooh. None no. at all. Photographer. I'm, I'm really, he has a camera. I, I really don't no, take I know, but sometimes it's easy. To but just... if I do, I use Visco. Okay. Visco That's my fave. Yeah, we use Visco. A nice app. I think I know you like it for the grain. Yeah, I love the grain. The grain, and then um, I think another one that's very popular is Huji. Um, I love Huji too. <laughs> Huji's interesting. I like it, but I don't like it. I mean, some people like it. I I, I don't like it too much anymore, just because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole orange skin thing is kind of weird to me. Yeah, sometimes it's too orange. So when you do it in Huji, you have to go to Visco and then tone it down. Yeah, see. Uh, see. And that's yeah. doing a lot, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not doing a lot. I mean, it works. That's a that's a good tip because I used to do that too. I would take it to Visco and then I'm like, okay, let me tone it down yeah. a little bit. Um, but I feel like Huji was designed for white people. Possibly. <laughs> and then I know you said um, Lightroom earlier. Yeah, Adobe Lightroom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I downloaded it. Didn't really know how to use it. On so. your computer? Um, actually, I think they have it on your phone too. Oh, uh, yeah, and they have it on the app. Yeah, it's, it's pre- pretty much the same thing. Um, you just have to like mess around with it and learn it. Um, just play around with it. That's the only way you can learn art. You can watch YouTube tutorials. Yeah, dang. Okay. It's <laughs> not that like... hard. You have a, that's your camera, right? No. No. Oh. Taylor's. Taylor's. She did the photography. <laughs> <laughs> right, That's what Ashley uses for her YouTube. Okay, I girl. <laughs> I haven't done that in a long time. Um, when you travel for gigs, do you limit the items that you bring as far as your your Wow, it's really much of that word. <laughs> items you bring in, what's your go-to? Your go-to travel bag. I'm Ooh, always doing that. What's girl, in my bag? <laughs> are you guys really curious to know what's in my bag? Yeah, we're not, but the listeners are. The listeners are. Okay. Um, I do limit the items I embrace on the occasion. But if, you know, if I'm doing a wedding in Jamaica and I have to bring only a few things, I'm bringing my Canon Mark IV, my 35 millimeter lens, some batteries, my Glidecam, my tripod, and my other Canon. When you do weddings, you don't do it all by yourself, or you do? Yeah, I've done some solo weddings all by myself, yeah. Do you recommend that? Um, if you... Or is it just based it, on, it's like, not for every. Level? It's not for everybody. Um, it's really based on... I wouldn't say it's based on skill level, because the first wedding that I did, I did it by myself, yeah. I did the videography uh, all by myself, um, and it came out great. They loved it, and... Um, I've done a few different weddings just all by myself. Um, um, but these days, sometimes I have, uh, I work with like um, two other people um, on weddings. But like, even like the last one I did, um, I just did it by myself. Um, some people can't afford to have like multiple videographers. And mm-hmm. so, um, on a consumer level, um, just having one person, and if they can do it all, they can do it all. And um, I never go into a situation feeling like I can't do it all. Um, I'm confident in myself, and I know that. Um, I'm going to get the job done. Same when I went to Jamaica. It was just me, and um, I executed. What was your favorite place that you've gone to? Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica? Yeah. <laughs> Jamaica was amazing. Um, it was definitely it was like a, a life-changing experience. Um, it was just such a, a beautiful venue, uh, such a beautiful time period for, like, that wedding. Um, and then being able to use my drone out there it was, was great. Um, it was just so – it was just so wavy. It was amazing. Jamaica was – Definitely um, top one as of now. <laughs> was that one. your first time there? Yeah, it was my first time in Jamaica. Um, right when I finished school, right nice. when I graduated. Um, nice. That was like a little grad, post grad trip. 
yeah it was definitely um like something it was like my first international wedding wow so i'm i'm really uh grateful that the that the individual trusted me enough to to fly me out there um to shoot their wedding because you know that's a i feel like you know that's a pretty big deal um for to to get flown out to such a you know far away place mm-hmm. for like there's so many different people they could have chosen you know and out of everybody they chose yeah. you yeah it's crazy i think yeah God. that's amazing i mean goals <laughs> for yeah i mean would i would love for somebody to fly us out and be like hey out. okay <laughs> girl fly out. to chicago and we will pay for your room and board and uh be on our panel i would love that you gotta, <laughs> you gotta grind, you gotta okay, grind your way okay, to girl. it you're gonna, you're gonna get it <laughs> so um so what's been the most rewarding thing about being an independent creative the most rewarding thing is um being in a place where I can be able to give back. Um, I would say that's been the most rewarding thing. Um, you know, when there's somebody who needs help or if, you know, if it's whether it be a friend or family if they need any type of support, whether it be uh, anything, you know, I'm I, I can I can be there for them and um I can provide it for them. And so um, just being in that space to be able to help those around me that's that's been the biggest blessing I feel like I was I feel like within my purpose that I was put on earth to to be a giver um, and I feel like through what I do as a photographer and videography I am always giving because I'm always producing content for others mm-hmm. and um, and also through that I can also give back in in other ways as far as giving back to my community um, through donations or anything and so um yeah i feel like it's all online and i think that's why so many of us look up to you is because you are in our age group or i cannot talk oh my gosh you (laughs) You are in our age group and you're basically your career like is all based off of your purpose and right now i feel like a lot of us are looking for that or like not you know would you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of us are curious as to what that is or what that means. And sometimes we do know what that is, but it's hard for us to get started. Right. It's it's not easy. Um, and like I said, I had to, you know, have those low points before I could truly like, okay, see, I want to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. Um, and it's, it's a never ending journey. The marathon does continue. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps going. So... You know, there's always room for growth. There's always room to to be better, to do better. Um, you never stop, never stop grinding, never stop growing. Um, be ready for those obstacles because they will come. But also appreciate those obstacles. I think a lot of times we seldom, we do not appreciate the obstacles that are put into our lives and the people that are taken out of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. But all of it is for a reason for a purpose in order to you know help propel us to a different avenue or to a different road and to ultimately positively impact ourselves and what we can give and bring to others so you know appreciate the obstacles appreciate the opportunities keep on keep on going what forces or sources of inspo drive you to follow artistic thrill and sustain your creative soul certain situations you just know it's going to be wavy. You just know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> there have been certain times where I'll do a shoot or I'll do a video and I'm just like, this is going to be, am- I already know this is going to be wa- amazing. I just get home. I'm just right. You just, I'm just right at it. And it's just so fluid. And it's just so, it's so like, it's like, um, it's like a runner's high. It's just like, you're just going, you're like, you just can't stop. And then you just finish and it's just like, boom, I just did it. Boom. It's already out. Like, it's just <laughs> like that. Like, you don't even worry about it like that. Like I've had those moments too. And it's amazing. Those moments, they, they don't come often, but when they do come, it is amazing because you just like, it's just so fluid. And like, it's like, it's like a, you're orchestrating it. And you're just like, dun, 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 dun. And like the, <laughs> the beat comes up and just like, boom. And it's just like, let's go. So. Damn, I, I forgot the I forgot the question, but I feel like I answered the question. Uh, I think it was what forces or sources of inspo drive you to follow that thrill. Just, just you know, the intuition of of the intuition and then and the feeling, and then just moving forward with that force and that thrill. 
Um, do you actively work in challenging representations of the black community and black masculinity in your work? Yes. Um, I think I think definitely through my time at Cal State Fulton um, that I did that. Um, one of my main goals was to, you know, just show black representation on our campus from the moment that I stepped foot on the campus. I wanted to utilize my photography and videography to show that there are black students on our campus. There are amazing black students on our campus doing amazing things every single day. And I want to be able to showcase that. And through that, we were able to create, you know, the CSUF, BSU, uh, the Black Student Union website. Um, we're able to just, you know, put all our events out there from um, the ASA mixers to like Wild of Black Women to Neon Knights to um, the Thrones of Black Kings and all of those things. And just showcasing the people on campus, that's really how I got to know so many people on campus, you know, just through just taking pictures. I mean, I thank God because I I feel like without this, like without photography and videography, I mean, literally I would not be, well, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this podcast <laughs> with well, and Ashley. Okay, girl. And, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have met so many different people. You know, this is like, like my camera is almost like my, um, my like it it's like, like a key vessel? yeah that's opened many many different doors um and i'm not really like i wouldn't consider myself a people person i'm very introverted but you know i know a lot of people now <laughs> through what i do so you know it's it's interesting how how it all works so um we just want to know uh what is your creative process like and how did you discover your signature style today my creative process i have a video on it I, oh man <laughs> man i wish i could show you i'm gonna show you it yeah, i wish i could us. show you right now but it's not on this computer <laughs> <laughs> um my creative process is just it's just um, you know you just put on some good music and you know you just you just start to create you know and you just start to you know edit and you know you just see what kind of comes out of it and um, if it's good if it's good if it's bad you know you kind of wait on it go back to it um, don't ever force it I feel like when you force it that's when like you know it, it's not organic um, but certain things like when you just wait till it's the right time it's the right time kind of go at your own pace. Um, don't like wait too long but like kind of go at your own pace too like there's certain things that like if from an outside perspective it may look like it it took a long time but it didn't like the reel i made mm -hmm. like the 2019 reel yes. i did that that day really? i waited yes and i did it that day all of that, that was so good yeah yeah within, I like the like few span of hours and, but for a long time beforehand i was like man i really gotta do this i know like the time is ticking like it's almost the end of the year um, but I just waited till like it was just like the right moment and I felt the intuition I was just like alright let's just do it did it put it out and you know it is what it is same thing with the uh, with the Cabana Girls video I did it that day too some of my best work honestly a lot of my best work has been done literally just on that same day um, putting everything into that one moment and then kind of going not really except it's like really really drawn out um, but usually things that, you know, if I do it in one day, yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, every, <laughs> everything. I think it kind of goes back to, though, like your runner's high, you know? So yeah. when you have, like, that good shoot, everything's so fluid, you're so inspired, and you're like, okay, I need to bang all this out today. You need to today. just do it. Yeah. You know, you just want to, like, okay, let's let's go. Like, let's go. Like, I'm already thinking about editing right now. Like the video I just did, I'm already thinking about that. Because <laughs> I already know I'm going to do it. As soon as this thing is over, that's what I'm going to be doing. Right here. Probably in there, too. Yeah, I'm already thinking about it. Like, I'm ready. Like, because I'm like, I'm itching for it. Like, let's, let's, let's go, you know? So. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of us want, want that drive. And, like, we know that it's in us, but it's just about getting started. And to right. know that it was in you and you got started and look where you are now. Yes. Let's me know I could do it too. <laughs> so getting back to that, maybe what are some tips like on how to get started? Because we know we have that drive. It's like it's in us in the back of our mind. Like we can do it. But how do we get started? How to how to get started as a photographer and videographer or as an entrepreneur? Or just like which one? Entrepreneur slash creative slash photographer, all that. I would say the first step is going from this is a hobby to this is a business um 
if you're in like a creative realm. Mm-hmm. Once you move from this is a hobby to this is a business, then things start to kind of shift. You know, I still there's like I mean in the past I had I would have a few people that would come up to me like oh you know you're still doing that like photography thing like is that like your hobby like do you get paid <laughs> to do that like you know and um you have to tell people like you know if you're if you're actually serious about it like this is this is something I really do like this is a business like this is like what I'm actually doing mm-hmm. like you know you don't want to you don't want to like be like oh I kind of do it or like you know either be all in or don't be in it like if you're gonna do it do it and and go hard. Yeah. Um, that'd be the biggest way to just start. Do it and go hard. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Do you, and everything else will fall into play, fall into place. Um, I've seen it happen so many times. If you just do you, everything else will fall into place. There's still gonna be obstacles. There's still gonna be setbacks, but just continue doing you, and you'll be solid. That reminds me of when Lala and I first started the podcast, and we were just we didn't like record yet, but we were just in conversation with you, and we were like, yeah, we're gonna do a podcast, and you were like. So are you really? So are you really gonna do it? Are yeah. you gonna be consistent? Yeah. You were honest, and then it was that out really... our head, and it was at a party. I'm like, Eze, this is a party right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to shoot you my idea. Why well, you gotta ask me all these questions? And then after we're like, no, because Eze yeah. was on our head. We gotta do it. And that really motivated <laughs> us. And then when you saw that we were really like posting every week, you were like, oh, you were really serious about that. And we were like, yeah, we weren't just talking. <laughs> but this is kind of like a business for us, and also a hobby right now. But well. You're welcome. We love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very no. much. We got started. <laughs> sometimes you need those, and I and like I guess it was like I kind of put myself into it, but sometimes you do need um, accountability partners to like you know to be like, hey, are you really gonna do it? Like you know, kind of just to push you a little bit, um, mm-hmm. because like the average person probably won't even care. You know, if I tell people, if I tell somebody, yeah, I'm open up a studio, like ninety five percent people are just gonna be like, oh, okay. And then maybe, like, a 5% is going to actually follow up. Like, hey, so how's it going? Like, you know, yeah. how is that going? Like, you know, like, do you need help or this, this, this? And so it's finding the right people. You know, those accountability partners are definitely key um, because it just it keeps you going and it keeps you to stick to your word. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, I needed the oh. last part. <laughs> you know that question. I forgot. Okay, um, girl. <laughs> Of all things we talked about today, what is one thing you want people to take away from today's episode? One thing I want people to take away from today's episode is, you know, through everything that you encounter, whether it be mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, whether it be negative or positive, just continue to push through. Um, There's always going to be the highs and lows in life. And it's not going to be an easy journey, especially as a entrepreneur. It's it's a way harder journey than working a nine to five. Some people think that being an entrepreneur is super easy and super fun because you work on your own schedule and you can just do whatever you want and whatever compared to like a nine to five. But it's way more work than an actual nine to five because um, you have to grind. You have to pay for everything on your own. You have to you know, handle, like, taxes and, like, healthcare and all of that stuff. And at the same time, you have to build clientele. You have to be your you have to be your own promoter. You have to be your own brander. You have to do everything on your own. And you have to wake up every single day driven to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the days you don't feel like doing it, you have to kind of look back at your purpose and your why. I don't know if we discussed it, but um, I, we didn't touch on it, but looking at your purpose and your why, what motivates you, why you're doing what you do, and then, you know, using that to propel you and continue to push forward looking back at your own stuff or how you how far you have come and like okay you know although i'm not i'm although i'm having a bad day i'm still gonna get this done i'm still gonna grind i'm still gonna push forward i'm still gonna try to be the best that i can be because tomorrow isn't promised procrastination is is really just rolling the dice thinking that you're gonna have that time thinking that you're gonna be able to do that thing and you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow i might you know, God forbid, but if I was to get in a car accident and, you know, I didn't have my legs anymore, it's like, okay, then what happens? What happens with photography? What happens with videography? Like, what do I do? And so not taking any day for granted, you know, going after it because, you know, tomorrow isn't promised. Really going after it. Yes. A lot of us needed to hear that. Yes. Thank you. I mean, being an entrepreneur is so hard and it really takes different 
a different type of person to wake up every day wanting to do that same thing and to work hard every single day. So thank you again for coming on to the show. I know I definitely took away a lot of tips on how to keep um, pushing every day. Yes. It's hard work, but it's definitely rewarding because, you know, this is your this is your dream. You know that this is your purpose. And, yeah, so thank you for coming definitely. on. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Wes. This has been an amazing podcast. Follow OK Girl Podcast on Instagram. Get them to 5,000 followers. <laughs> yes, thank you. And then you. after 5,000, 50,000. Then after 50,000, 5 million. Yes. Wow. Thank you. Up. Thank you. Big goals. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And, do I do um, any prom- like job promote my Oh, yeah. Stuff? So, yeah. How can people oh. find you? <laughs> oh. So if you you wanna just f- promoted <laughs> us, so that's why we thought we were done. <laughs> no, my bad. So if you want to uh, find me or work with me, my Instagram is as a photography. That's E, the letters E Z E, and the photography. Um, also, I have visuals by Eze as an Instagram. You can use that. And then my website, visualsbyeze.com. Um, reach out. Um, I do photography and videography um, on any spectrum. Um, and so just reach out. We can create some ways and get some work in. And um, just thank you both for having me on this podcast and on this, on this platform. I know that this is going to be something amazing. And you know, one day this is gonna be Oprah level. So you know, I'm okay, just I'm just excited. I'm excited to be a part of history right now. <laughs> yes, thank you, Eze. We definitely appreciate it. Thanks for coming on again, and thank you all for listening. Can we say? Can, can we finish off by all saying "Okay, girl" at the same yes, time? Yes, okay. we can. All right, three, two, one. Okay, okay girl. girl. Yep. <laughs>